Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 128, where we are going to talk about criticism versus feedback and how to discern between the two of them for a better relationship. But before we do, I want to tell you about something exciting. I have just released for you and all of the wonderful, highly sensitive people out there, the Stop Taking It So Personally course. It is my proven seven step, seven lesson process to help you feel less hurt and more love in your relationship as a sensitive person. And people who have gone through this process and integrated it into their lives have not only felt so much better, but also began to create the ideal conditions for their partner to be the more loving partner that they want. And you can now do the same and access it now and anytime on demand as works for you. Now, the Stop Taking It So Personally course is not only the lowest cost program of mine, I am also running a special. In honor of its newness, of its release of $20 off when you join my email list, you will get the coupon for this discount automatically delivered to your inbox. You will have to use that coupon before midnight Eastern time on September 14th. To get that coupon, head over to lifeisworthloving.com forward slash email and hop on my email list. Or you can go right to the link in the show notes to do so. So waste no time learning all about the course and get access to it over at www.lifeisworthloving.com slash, that's that forward slash symbol, uh, stop taking it so personally. Or of course, I'm going to put the direct link in the show notes. That might be the easiest way to go check it out and get that course so that you can make those hurt feelings along with all the pain and discord that come from taking things personally a thing of the past and make way for more of that love that you want to feel between you and your partner. So in honor of the release of this course that I've been working on for quite a while behind the scenes, I want to talk about criticism in relationships. So let's dive in. Now, obviously in relationships, because we spend so much time with each other, right, living with each other, seeing the less polished parts of each other, there are, will inevitably be times that you hear from your significant other what feel like judgments of your actions or character or criticisms or complaints. Now, of course, as highly sensitive women, especially, we can have a tendency to take things as criticism and feel hurt easily. And obviously, this is not so fun, I know. 
Now, the truth is these criticisms or judgments or complaints that we might be hearing from our significant other. And and of course, some of us are going to have a partner who's more prone to um, sharing such things with us. And some of us might have partners who are more restrained or just aren't as, you know, don't see through a negative lens as much. But either way, when they do come out, these can be meant to be mean-spirited criticisms or they can come from a place of wanting you to improve certain ways you do things. In other words, if you get the sense that your partner isn't happy with something you've done or some way that you are, it doesn't have to feel like you are flawed or being criticized. It doesn't have to feel awful. And most of the time, your partner actually isn't saying something like, you're so sensitive, I feel I have to walk on eggshells around you, or whatever they say, out of malice. It's often out of actually a benevolent intent, such as trying to call your attention to something that doesn't feel good to your partner, so that maybe it will change. But I know it can be all too easy for it to hurt, for it to feel like real criticism or like they're saying something's wrong with you. It can be all too easy to get stuck in the trap of taking it that way, even if it was not intended that way. And when it feels that way, when it feels like they're pointing out flaws that mean something is wrong with us, it effectively shuts the door for positive change inside of us or in the relationship. This is why learning how to discern criticism from feedback is so important. So let's start with this. How do you know if it's criticism or if it's feedback? Ultimately, it's actually subjective. It's not as cut and dry as this thing is criticism and this thing is feedback. And we will get more into this in a few minutes. But for now, here are some clues. It's more likely criticism than feedback. It's criticism if it's a global, sweeping, negative opinion about your character or personality. And it comes in a phrase like, you always or you never. For example, you left the door open and the cat got out. Why are you such a space cadet? We could say that's a criticism. A criticism is a kind of like a what is wrong with you type comment instead of a specific complaint like I'm annoyed that you left the door open and the cat got out. You see the difference there? Another example of criticism might sound like this. You're such an overly sensitive person. You're always touchy about the smallest things. Why do you take things so seriously? Ideally, feedback, on the other hand, might look more like, you took that the wrong way. In the future, could you please try to listen to hear what I'm actually saying instead of assuming the worst? So, If your partner were to communicate the first way, it makes sense that you might internalize that as criticism. Whereas the second example would be easier to take as feedback. And 
maybe easier to not feel hurt by. And I want to emphasize that this is ideal. Like ideally, our partners would deliver it more like that. But the thing is, in reality, many people, your partner included, are likely not going to deliver their negative experience of you or something that you did in a very tactful way. And I want to really caution you against taking it as criticism, even if they formulate their comment in a more critical leaning way, like the first example. It's most often actually just feedback delivered unskillfully, meaning it's not consciously meant to shut you down and make you feel like a terrible human or even like you've done a terrible thing. It's just unskillful, untactful communication, which is so common because of the emotional and communication skills that are all too absent from our curriculums in school, that aren't taught by our culture, that aren't modeled by our caregivers. In other words, many, 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 many people aren't very tactful or graceful in the way they communicate. And something that actually is meant to be feedback, to help you grow, can come out sounding very critical and hurtful. But good news here. It's ultimately your way of internalizing it that makes their words damaging or helpful. And you're going to want to not take it as criticism as much as possible and instead internalize it as feedback. Even if it sounds like criticism, even if it's language in an unskillful way. Because when you take it as criticism, obviously it feels awful and it shuts you down effectively. And when I say shut you down, what I mean is it, um, it hurts. It, for many of us, it puts us into like a freeze response or maybe we just fight, right? But we react to it in one way or another and we get into like the more primal part of our nervous system and brains and that is not a place we can actually grow from. It doesn't allow us access to our wise brain. And our wise brain is where all things uh, relationally good come from. And all growth and positive, um, positive change comes from. So when it, when it puts us into those places in ourselves, it's really hard to grow. It's really easy when we take our significant other's words or actions as criticism to feel really bad about ourselves so bad that we aren't able to effectively see what our significant other is talking about or kind of recognize what they're experiencing and seeing in us. And that bars us from even having the option of using it to inform us about where and how we can evolve personally and relationally so we can have an even better relationship or marriage. Whereas when you take it as feedback, it actually offers you an opportunity to grow and evolve both as a human and as a couple. For example, as I've talked about before on the podcast, I've been told by my husband in the past, you're controlling or you're micromanaging me. Now, 
if I took it as criticism, which I certainly have done in the past as an automatic impulse, if I took it as criticism, I would feel hurt and angry and maybe get defensive or fall into one of the backfiring tactics. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I mention the backfiring tactics in most episodes these days. They are criticizing our person back, right? They are defending, they are controlling, they include complaining. Basically, a lot of things that we do in attempts to uh, either be good to ourselves or make the relationship better, but that actually end up causing more discord and more disconnection. So if I took his words as criticism, I would feel bad and then start acting quote unquote bad (laughs) or ineffectively. And I also wouldn't be looking for how I may be showing up in a controlling way or looking at how that might be affecting my husband and impacting our relationship in a not so great way. Instead, I'd likely be more locked into being controlling, right? Like I just said, likely more like engage with the backfiring tactics of which controlling is one and I wouldn't evolve at all where there was actually a chance to grow and improve my relationship with my husband which I care so much about so you can see how taking it as criticism is not very helpful or effective when it comes to having the relationship I really want with my husband Luckily, taking it as criticism is only one of the options. I could also take it as feedback, which I have learned to do. And this means I could see if there was maybe some truth in his statement about me being controlling or micromanaging. And since by taking it as feedback, I wouldn't be consumed by hurt, right? Since I'm not taking it as criticism, I could recognize where that is true, Notice how it is affecting our relationship and decide whether or not I want to work on that to grow into someone who has less of a tendency towards control, which I do, which I have done and has been totally worth it. Both of us are much happier in this realm because I've been willing to take his comments about what he feels like is control or micromanaging and grow in that area. So let's talk about what it takes to do this and how you can do this too. First off, you've got to understand that our human brains, and especially our highly sensitive brains, love to instantly hear anything negative about us from others as criticism. In fact, they're so good at this that they can take something positive and make it into a criticism. (laughs) I remember a friend in high school telling me that she hated it when people told her how good she looks lately because she took it to mean they're telling her she used to look bad. (laughs) Right? Oh, lizard brain. Thank you, thank you. And very often, our sensitive brain will take you know, the other person's words and twist it into something is wrong with me or even I'm a bad person. You heard, you've heard me talking about I suck syndrome before, right? Twist it into I suck. Even when this is most likely not 
what your partner or the other person is saying. Our brains like to do that. So to stop taking things as criticism and start taking them as feedback that you can use to improve your marriage, you've got to see what untruth your lizard brain is making their words mean. Because if you feel hurt, it's guaranteed to, in part, in large part, be because your brain is making it mean something bad about you. Or something is bad about you. And when your brain does this, it is lying. It may be that you do have some room to say, be less reactive or less controlling. But by no means do your partner's words ever mean that you are bad or basically flawed as a human. So for me now, even if I fall into controlling behavior and my husband points it out, whether he's doing that skillfully or in a knee-jerk kind of judgy way, I know that his words never means that I am bad or flawed. It just might mean that I have an old protective pattern that doesn't lead to the best outcomes in my marriage, right? Being controlly. And I know that I can keep up the work to grow beyond that pattern. And of course, I want to because it makes me and my marriage so much happier. So you want to commit to never believing those interpretations that your brain offers of your own badness, right? Your brain might offer them, but you do not need to buy into them. You do not need to buy into it when your brain says something's wrong with you or you suck or you're bad because he saw this in you or said this about you. So commit to remembering that you are at your core good. Yes, of course you might have areas you could grow in, as we all do. And always there will be more room for you to grow, no matter how much growing you are doing or you have done. That's just how it is, which is kind of cool. But you are a good person and nothing is wrong with you fundamentally. You are not flawed. You are incredible and amazing in so many ways. So as long as you can root in this knowing and always return to it, if your brain forgets momentarily, you're going to be able to take your partner's less than positive perceptions of you and words about you as feedback. Even if they are genuinely complaints or even criticisms. So I want to emphasize again that they are rarely meant to harm. But sometimes, because your partner, being human and all, might get caught up in his reactive side or his own lizard brain and survival nervous system, which can lead to seeing in a negative way and unkind words and actions. So perhaps in those moments he might perhaps even kind of intend to say stinging things about you. Or he may bad other you, as I like to call it, just like, again, seeing you through that ne- negative lens and like blaming and you and or believing in that moment that some way you are is wrong because of societal messaging we're all conditioned by, right? We're all fed tons of ideas about what's right and wrong, what's good and bad, what's superior or inferior. And your partner may believe some of those ideas as you may. And therefore he might 
say some things that are stinging, that are truly critical. And the cool thing is, even when that happens, you still have agency over whether or not you let it hurt you and lead to division between you, or you take it as a chance to grow relationally and personally. In other words, again, you can take it as feedback. Now, of course, this isn't always as easy as I make it sound, which is why I've created a whole course to help you stop taking things personally, to help you start taking it as feedback that teaches you seven very specific and easy to learn skills to not be bogged down by hurt and all the emotions that can come from taking things personally. So if you want some in-depth help with leaving the hurt behind and bringing in more love, absolutely go get stop taking it so personally course but for now in order to root in your essential goodness to not let anything be internalized as criticism and ultimately to take your partner's words as feedback remember any message from him or your own brain that implies something is wrong with you is un true. Let me say that again. Any message that implies something is wrong with you is not true. And if hurt arises from something your partner says or does, you can check your brain and make sure you aren't misinterpreting his words as I suck or I did something wrong or I'm bad or something is wrong with me. And when hurt is there, this is almost always what's going on, even if you don't see it at first. It can take some sleuthing, some slowing down, some really kind of digging to see it. But almost always when there is a sense of hurt from something your partner says or does, it's because somewhere deep inside of you, you are misinterpreting it as something's wrong with you. So when that's going on, what you can do is ask yourself, where is something right with me in all this? Or what do I need to remember about my own goodness right now? So in my own example, if my husband were to say, hey, you're micromanaging me, you always micromanage me, right? Or something like that. And if I were to feel hurt by that, like I used to, I might ask myself, what do I need to remember that's right with me in this situation? And it might be, hey, I'm good at seeing potential in my husband. And I was expressing it that I wanted him to, oh, we've talked about this before on the podcast, stop drinking so much beer (laughs) because I want him to be healthier because I want him to live a good life. So Mike, I I could see that my control, what came off as control, was coming from actually a good place, a well-intentioned place, and from care, Yeah. And if you, if you get a sense that your partner is actually being mean on purpose, right? A really good question to ask yourself is, what do I know about myself that my partner isn't seeing right now? Right? Because even if your partner is seeing you in a negative light at the moment or even being kind of mean, it's actually no reflection on you and your fundamental character. And fundamental goodness it's more that they may not be able to perceive that with what they're going through at the moment and it's most important for you to be able to remember 
the goodness in yourself to see what's what's good in there even if they're not able to see it at the moment so once you can get back to the place inside of yourself of knowing that you are good as you are then fun fun part you can start using what your person said no matter how unskillfully it was delivered to actually grow as a human and to shift your role in relationship patterns with your partner that aren't working and really improve your relationship. So once you're ready to do that, once you're feeling better about yourself, here are some powerful questions to ask yourself to be able to, you know, grow and evolve and improve your relationship. Tend to your side of the street in shifting the patterns between you in a really positive direction. So here are some questions. In what ways is what they're saying right? Or is there any truth in what he's saying? Where might I actually be? Whatever he said, right? Like if your partner, like my husband says, you're controlling, where might that be true? Right? If their, their criticism was you're sloppy or you're overly touchy or you're irritable or always snappy with me, like insert that. Where might I be irritable? Where might I be sloppy? Where might it be true that I'm overly touchy? Yeah? In other words, start to look for the truth in what they're saying about you. And I want to emphasize this is so much easier when you already know yourself is good. You already believe in your own goodness. That's why we have to do that work first. And once you've kind of looked at at where it might be true, where the truth might be and what your partner is saying, then you can ask yourself, is that an area I could grow in? Right? Like when I was looking at the truth in my husband accusing me of being controlling, I could certainly see it. And I could see that that's an area I could grow in. The next question is, do I want to grow in that area? Right? That's important. Just because we're willing to see a place where we could do some growing doesn't mean we want to. And it doesn't mean we have to. Right? When we take it as feedback, we are free to use it to grow if we want to. To improve in those areas If it seems like something we want to tackle, or maybe you don't want to actively do anything about it right now, and that's totally fine, right? If you decide you don't want to do anything about it, then you can make peace with this part of you as is, as well as what it might lead to, and not do anything to change it. Like I could say to myself, hey, I can be controlling, and right now, I don't want to do much to change that. And I'm okay with the effect this has on my relationship. And then when I decide I don't like the effect enough to shift my habits, maybe sometime down the road, I can re-decide that I do actually want to make those changes in myself and grow in this area. I really think it's important for you to know that this is your choice. And sometimes that we, we actually need to not actively work on ourselves for a little while. Especially those of us who are like, on the constant self-improvement train (laughs) but generally being open to seeing where you could grow and being willing to evolve in that area is what makes a relationship great and keeps it great for life 
So I highly encourage the growth, the willingness to grow, uh, if what you're really wanting is a great relationship ongoingly. And really, even if your partner isn't doing their teaching in the most skillful, graceful way, your partner really is going to always be one of your greatest teachers in your entire life. If you allow them to be by taking their words about you as feedback and not criticism. When you do, you'll be way more capable of helping evolve your unique relationship with your partner into one that's really deeply harmonious and tender and authentically connected and loving. I want to end with saying, of course, your partner, if they tend to be critical, they could be more skillful, more kind and loving. And you have so much sway in how much or how little hurt you experience in your relationship. So when you stop taking things as criticisms, when you stop taking things so personally, you're not only going to feel so much better, but you're actually going to have way more power to influence and advocate for the loving, supportive culture between you and your partner. And you're going to get better treatment from his end. So if you want that, definitely sign up for the Stop Taking It So Personally course. Not only has it been proven to make huge differences in the marriages of clients who've done it before, but it's the most budget-friendly way to work with me. Get it at the direct link in the show notes or at www.lifeisworthloving.com. And if you want to take advantage of that $20 off coupon, head straight to the link in the show notes to hop on my email list and you'll get the coupon delivered straight to your inbox. I will see you on the inside and be oh so well, my friend.